You're listening to the Gimme Five Podcast, episode 119. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. We talk about pop culture, nostalgia, movies, music, and this week, psychology. Psychology? Yes. Uh, Rob, this is actually less of a podcast and more of an intervention. Oh, shit. We're worried about you. And Run away! Run away! Yeah. So I'm Greg. The guy I was talking to that was just saying runaway is Rob. Hello, Rob. And the I other person. Away. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's why he's not there. Uh, the other person who's currently not here, but will be here in a bit because we already recorded that part earlier. And then he leaves. And either way, his name is Jimmy. At 1030, he turns into a pumpkin. So he disappears and goes to bed because he's older than us, even though he's not really older than us. Uh, this week is actually a weird week because we've got a guest and we have a slightly more serious episode. And we're going to talk about the we are going to talk about the Breakfast Club with our guest, Dr. Lindsay Wisner and on March 20th, she has a book coming out, 10 Steps to Finding Happy. It is a book on how to be happy. So we're going to talk to her. I'm happy, clap along if you be. Never mind. Uh, never hearing that again is one of my steps to finding happy. Excellent. She's funny. She's sweary. Uh, she forced us to watch Breakfast Club, which is not a bad thing. And we uh, spoke. we actually spoke to her last night. And it was a fun conversation. So you will get a chance to hear us talk about her book, get a chance to talk about just psychology. And she uh, works with suicidal teens. So I absolutely do not like this phrase, but I'm going to say it because I think it's a thing we're supposed to do. But there are some pretty harsh topics we discuss involving suicide. So actually, you know, well, yeah, I will say trigger warning. Although I'm pretty sure anyone that has listened to us up to 100, episode 119 is pretty brave enough to not have to really worry about that. But it's a pretty sensitive topic. She tries to help kids. We think it's important. So we talked to her. Uh, you also get a chance to hear me try to wrangle in the conversation of Breakfast Club as it devolves into conversations about superheroes and psychological <laughs> psychological problems just went all over yeah it went all over the place as i was frantically trying to pull it back in you can laugh at my pain there so there you go we're still gonna be our usual jackass selves amongst all of Rob more so than others stuff. yeah yeah so but this will center mainly around Lindsay and her book and her interview there will be a little bit of a review of a very old movie now, The Breakfast Club. So if you haven't seen it, there's probably going to be spoilers, although not too much. I mean, we just kind of devolve into some conversation about the movie and then some other things. 
But if we are talking about something you haven't read, listened to, or seen yet, use your own discretion. Come back later. And now it's time for some news. And there's been a little bit of news. And since I wasn't on the episode last week, first of all, Rob, I listened to the episode that you and Jimmy cooked up with ha. Kerwin, with the Kerwin Digo. The Kerwin Digo. My arch nemesis. One of my three arch nemesis. Nemesi. Are you like Nemesis Sheldon? Die. You have a list. Nemesis. Is yeah. it on a three and a half inch floppy disk? <laughs> yes, it is. So only I can. Or watch no, five it. and a quarter. It was on five and a quarter, wasn't it? I don't remember. So I listened to it. Uh, you guys wrongly claimed that I was not there when you guys were recording because I was busy masturbating. Oh, was that incorrect? It was not true. I was actually at Chuck E. Cheese. When you guys were recording. And masturbating? No, no. Afterwards, I was masturbating. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that is so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, uh, I, I just want you to be God. honest with, with our listeners. Were you that guy sitting in the corner taking pictures? It was That's a children. It was, it was my own child's birthday party, so I wasn't oh back taking God, pictures. Oh, my God, Greg! <laughs> so I was taking pictures, but... Oh, oh, oh God! Oh, I am disturbed. You are disturbing. Yeah. My child, very good at the uh, the fishing game to get tickets, by the way. He's good at that. Anyway, we've got some news here that uh, we're, I guess I'm I'm the Florida man story this week, apparently. But we've got some news here. Uh, a movie be. we were going to review this week, but we went long on the other stuff. So we're going to review it next week. And that was uh, Birds of Prey. The uh, what is it? The fantabulous the... emancipation of one Harley Quinn or something like that. Yeah, that was a stupid title. So stupid that because the movie bombed, they... did it really? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was really good. It, both critics and viewers liked the movie quite a bit, but it bombed badly. Uh, for and people think for two reasons. One of which was the name, and people were were looking for the movie Harley Quinn, just like the movie Joker or Batman or Superman, and couldn't find it, and you know didn't really know what the Birds of Prey are because they're not all comic fans or animation fans or whatever. Oh. So, so they didn't know to look for Birds of Prey, or they didn't know it was coming out, or they weren't scanning the papers or the internet or whatever and seeing it come out. So. That is one problem. The other problem is the problem that is people are dumb. That is true. The other problem they think is that it is a rated R movie, and it's they think it would have probably been better as a PG thirteen no, movie because that is incorrect. Because Deadpool did just fine. But no, it's a, it's I, a little I bit do different. Not, it's a, I do not accept that argument. I. I accept the argument beforehand where it's possible that people are just stupid and they didn't know where to find the movie. I, I don't I don't accept the the R rated because uh, honestly, a lot of the superhero traffic isn't just, you know, eight year olds. Oh, that's true. I, I, would, but... I would argue that most of the superhero traffic is adults, and I don't think that an R rated movie would turn them off. I don't think the R rating has the it just it cuts back because a lot of kids went to see but the that's movie not that introduced her but that's not why it bombed 
That is not why it bombed. You might have lost some viewers for that, but that is not why it bombed. And I really hope that they don't lean that way because that means that we're going to lose the R-rated the R-rated superhero movies. And I think that that sucks. Oh, doing, I think so too, but it's, it's not P- like they just pulled that out of their butt. You know, that they, they did all the research and stuff like that and the, the post-movie research. And there was a lot of people that said they couldn't bring their kids to it. Or there's people that when they when they asked them, why didn't you go? They said, because it wasn't worth it to me to get a babysitter to see this movie. And when you expand on that, that's, you know, even if it's 10 to 20%, it made 33 million. It was expected to make 50. That, that in between is, I think it's where that comes in. I think it's extremely difficult to determine where you lost the most amount of money when there's more than one place where you lost money. I, I, I don't think that they can determine that, oh, you know, the R rating was the big problem with this one. No, you need you need to fix one thing at a time. And if if they change the name and it shows up more and it has a resurgence, th- did they change the name in the listing? Yeah, it's it's changed everywhere. So if it has a resurgence this weekend, every movie theater in America has that poor, annoyed guy that has to change the sign that has to pull down and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think if we see an uptick in business or at least business staying the same, because typically movies drop off after the first week. So yeah. if we, so if we see a rise in business or a, a maintaining of business, I, I think that the largest culprit was probably the name and that people are mm-hmm. just stupid. People are actually comparing it to Deadpool as well. They said it's the funniest comic book film since Deadpool. Not that a lot of comic book films aim for funny, except for like Ant-Man, but, mm-hmm. uh, it was. It's weird because it actually had a pretty low budget. So, like, it making thirty three million dollars is not terrible because it has about an eighty one million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. But it made eighty one million worldwide. But for some reason, they're saying it needs to make about two hundred fifty to three hundred million dollars to break even, and I don't see why that would be the case. How is that possible if it had an eighty one million dollar budget? I guess. Well, the part of that is you know the the theaters get to get part of the take. Okay. Um, so that's one thing, but marketing, I guess. And but isn't that part of the budget? No, it's just the the film. When they say budget, they just mean like the film. So there's probably is usually an additional like thirty to forty percent on marketing. But either way, um, people are comparing you know the R rating thing to Joker and like, well, why? How could it be the R rating? Because we have Joker, and it's still still a little bit of a different market, but but. I don't I don't even think it's a different market. I I I don't think that the R rating had as much to do with with the drop in revenue that they expected. I I just I just don't. I mean, the we've had plenty of movies that show that an R-rated superhero movie can still do very well. I just I just don't I just don't buy that argument. I mean, if if they're only polling people who didn't go see the movie because of that, yeah, that's what they're going to think. But there's other well, reasons why specifically for that, right? But nobody's right. going to admit that. Oh well, I'm a dumbass. I didn't know what the movie was actually called. I was just looking for Harley Quinn. Oh, I, yeah. I, I I didn't know it was coming out, and I it, I knew it was coming out eventually, but I thought it was coming out like much later. Right. I and. When I, I when I, I heard just, that it had done badly, I was like, "Oh, that was out." 
Yeah. Well, and I think that was part of it too. I just don't think I, I, I disagree. I don't think that the R rating had as big of an effect as what they think it did. Because I think they they interviewed a bunch of people and they said, oh, well, you know, all of these people we talked to, we lost business because of that. All of the business that we lost must have been because it was an R rating. No, that is no. Stop. Don't be a don't be as dumb as the people who didn't go see the movie because they didn't know the title. <laughs> so either way, they did change the name, as I said. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think what's entirely possible is that because of the news of them changing the name now way more people are aware yeah that and like like i said a movie release a movie release doesn't get front page on a on a news website when they change the title of movie for the first time i remember i can remember mm-hmm. that's going to get news and now more people are going to be aware i think it's actually going to do pretty well this week I, and that's what i'm saying if i think this discussion needs to be tabled until next week and when we find out what the numbers for harley quinn were this weekend because now that they've changed the name and people know it's out and people know what movie to look for, I think it'll do, I think it'll do better. Mm-hmm. So the, and the other big piece of news that I saw, and this actually came out while you guys were recording last week's episode. And you guys were talking about uh, uh, people that are movies featuring people that were possessed. Mm-hmm. And, I would have to say I, I would have had Exorcist as number one. I think that is the ultimate possession movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Evil Dead 2 as my number two. But speaking of Evil Dead 2, was Sam there, Raimi. Wasn't that the order that I had? No, you had Exorcist. You, you and Jimmy both had Exorcist at five. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Uh, Sam Raimi, speaking of Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. He is the official new director of the new Doctor Strange in the mouth in the multiverse of madness. Excellent title, by the way. Mm-hmm. Speaking of weird titles, uh, for Marvel, but it starts so with Doctor actually... Strange, so people aren't gonna. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna people are gonna go to it and be like, "Where the hell's Harley Quinn? You <laughs> son of a bitch!" It said multiverse. I thought that no, just anyway. It said madness. That's... I thought that meant Harley Quinn. That could be really fun. He does good splat. He does mm-hmm. good gore, whether it's gore or black oily stuff or whatever. And I think my question is, is, is this going to be rated R or is it going to be rated PG-13? That'll be PG-13. There's no it, way. it won't be a good horror movie then. And and I understand that they've wanted to make this their their flagship horror movie, their superhero horror movie. But if they're sticking to a PG-13 rating, it's not going to be any good. Mm-hmm. The horror aspect is going to be so watered down that it's like, why why even bother? There's been some pretty good horror movies that are PG-13, which would be a good question someday. Like, well, Poltergeist was PG. <laughs> but like a, a lot that of those... It was a different time, my friend. Yeah, a lot of the Bloomhouse movies are PG-13. But anyway, uh, that movie is due out in May of 2021. It is possible that... You know, Sam Raimi is not new to superheroes because, of course, he did Spider-Man 1 through 3. So it's possible that there might be a little bit of callbacks there because of the whole multiverse thing. There's there's some talk of that, which would be kind of interesting. And also maybe that Blade might make an appearance because they do have to introduce Blade in the near yeah. future. Of course, people are assuming they're going to introduce Blade in the Morbius uh, vampire uh, movie. But I think... Uh, I'm excited about that. I'm ex- I think that's good. 
good casting. So, uh, apparently, Rachel McAdams did leave Multiverse of Madness, though. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have any news? Actually, I do not. Well, then we just have one last little bit of news. What time is it, Greg? It's time for WTF. Welcome to Florida. To Florida. Now, I don't really remember this exactly, but I'm pretty sure at some point we did cover Orlando's very own Fighting Easter Bunny. Yes. I think that was kind of what instituted in our Florida stories. The week Easter weekend, so almost a year ago. There was a guy in an Easter bunny that technically was actually sort of a sort of a little bit of a hero where he he broke up a fight between some girl and some guy that was bothering him theoretically. I, we we don't really know. Shit. <laughs> going to murder Rob. <laughs> I'm going to tell the Easter bunny guy to beat uh... Rob. <sighs> My least favorite sound. <laughs> Anyway, so we talked about this guy. He beat up some dude who was either stalking girl or whatever. And I actually considered trying to get him on the show. And then he like turned out that this guy was willing to do press, but for money. And you look a little bit closer, and he's actually living in Florida because he had like warrants out for his arrest in other states. Not a good guy. Well, Mister Easter Bunny, not a good guy, was arrested. Uh, in January, late January, which I did not see, but after he attempted to evade deputies following a hit and run crash. Oh, God. So he failed to stop at a stop sign, collided with a carport, which collapsed on a vehicle in a driveway. So I'm not entirely sure how bad, like, how bad a, of a driver you have to be to blow a stop sign but crash into a house. <sighs> um, he was driving a motorcycle, apparently. Wait, no, was he? Damn, he collapsed a carport? Yeah, apparently. Wow. Yes, the motorcycle struck a chain link fence, flipped over. The motorcycle driver was seen limping across the yard. Well, this driver of the motorcycle that crashed was found wearing... An Easter Bunny suit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was found laying in the backseat of a car wearing an Easter Bunny costume. It was the same guy. That was Antoine... Turkey? Really? His middle name is Turkey, but it's spelled weird. (laughs) T-Y-R-K-E-E. Turkey. Oh, my God. McDonald. Oh, my God! (laughs) Antoine Turkey McDonald. Oh, I'm loving it. (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) So, he... So, I guess he got the shakes while driving his motorcycle... And he uh, crashed into a carport while wearing the Easter. So does this guy just like randomly wear an Easter Bunny costume every night? Was he really still wearing it? Yeah. Holy shit, dude. They found him sleeping. (laughs) They found him hiding from the the police (laughs) in a Nissan Rogue. He was laying down in the back in the Easter Bunny costume. Oh, my God. No. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, he was they took the Beaster Bunny costume away from him for safety reasons because and I don't know if that meant that they thought he was gonna like strangle himself with the Easter Bunny costume. Because or if they thought that'd be a bad idea to drop some dude off to prison in an Easter Bunny costume. He was gonna get yiffed. It, very likely. He was gonna get shanked with like a toothbrush, a sharpened toothbrush or something. But I love that the end sentence of like they're really casual about this whole article in the very last sentence is McDonald was also the man who wore an Easter Bunny costume during a fight in downtown Orlando last April. <laughs> Excellent. So I guess that's what you get if you wear an Easter Bunny costume in the middle of February. There are some very scarred children from that. So anyway, I guess we will invite both Jimmy to the show and Dr. Lindsay Wisner to talk about her book and, of course, Breakfast Club. I'm actually... Yeah. <laughs> I, it. I'm hitting record because mi- we've missed some good stuff, but let, let's do this thing here. <clears throat> As promised... We are here with Dr. Lindsay Callen Weisner, and I'm going to like talk about you now. I love because, it. Like, I'm... I know you did some stalking of us to figure out, you know, what you were getting yourself into, but I you made it easy. Five minutes ago, you asked me to come on. I was like, yes. And then I spent six months waiting, but whatever. Yeah, we've been busy. Ooh. You had cooler guests. It's fine. You had my first fifth grade boyfriend. So, Mr. Joe Ballerini. Joey. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Joey. Yeah. <laughs> I do that too, and certain people on this podcast get mad at me. But you made it easy to stalk you. You sent me your information. Did I? Was it? Was I clothed or unclothed? (laughs) I am just kidding. Stop it. It's all boys. I can make a joke, but then I was like, I don't want to piss off your wife. I'm just being an ass. Yeah. She's fine. Uh, She is a clinical psychologist in Long Island, New York. I graduated from Georgetown University in 1999. And let's just get down to it. You are, have started specializing in uh, <laughs> basically uh, suicide, young adult suicide, child suicide. Uh, yeah. Did you guys see that coming? I actually specialize in suicidal teenagers. There we go. That's the term. And I did not see that coming either. Yes. And you have you are the co-host or the current host, not the even I co-host. Am the you are the host. current host of the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast and the co-author of an upcoming book, Ten Steps to Finding Happy. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you very much. Oh, and, and welcome. Most importantly, welcome. I went to middle school with her. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um and uh yeah, that was pretty apt. So fine description. Uh yes, I did not see myself ever working with suicidal patients because it is an emotional and legal um, uh, weight, I guess you could say. And yet when uh, kids started dying in my fairly small Long Island uh, range, I decided that I could handle them talking about their thoughts and feelings and also evaluate them for their actions without sending them to a hospital where very smart, overly educated, inexperienced people get to decide their fate. So, so you're so you're a superhero. Uh, I am the. Sounds like it. I feel like I'm the. You can say you are. No, I feel like I'm the unsuperhero. Like I am not as smart as those people. I am probably not as well educated, and yet I, uh, I've seen people attempt to kill themselves and fail, 
several times. And so I know that it's more difficult than it seems. Um, I've also heard. Sometimes the results are very unfortunate. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, I, I, I took care of a patient in the operating room who tried to basically blow his brains out, but he put the gun underneath it and all he did was just blow his face off and survive. And you would think if you're going to do something like that, you would research it. No, no, I don't know. What do you mean? Of course you would. If I were going to, I researched you guys before I came on this podcast, I wouldn't research like that being said. Um, I, I'm also aware that for example, I had a patient who, a young middle schooler who informed me that his plan was to stab himself through the heart with a knife. And I was well aware it's okay, Jimmy. Wait for the wait for the end. I was well aware that he didn't. <laughs> it'll be okay. I won't tell a sad story. Um, he could he can't cut bread with like he can't butter his bread. So I can hold your horrible desires and feelings without mm-hmm. freaking out because you can't cut bread or like butter a sandwich. So, um, so this is how I ended up doing what I do, and then. I, uh, I've always wanted to be a writer. I, I won the cosmopolitan fiction first ever fiction contest in 2014. There was never a second, probably because I was a huge disappointment. And, um, I got a, I have a fiction agent. She has tried to find a publisher for my book. It hasn't worked. And then this opportunity for this self-help book, wait for it. 10 steps to finding happy. Uh, I am holding up the postcard, which you all will receive in the mail, probably in triplicate or whatever comes after triplicate, because I have this dream of a social media storm. That's what I called it. Maybe it's called that to on March 20th, the international day of happiness to like Hmm. have some kid in need or a teen or an adult sign online and be like, Oh, look at that. What is that? And it says in little red print at the bottom, 10 steps and the stigma and mental health awareness. So I am using this book on how to find happiness or as I would have chosen to go back in time and label it, um, how to find happier in an attempt to raise awareness of suicide prevention and uh, mental health, and most importantly, destigmatizing, so that we can talk about all the crappy feelings we have without being judged. You've answered some of my questions already, so now I'm like scrolling. I feel like I just caught you all off guard. You guys are like, "What the hell?" <laughs> no, 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 you are a superhero. No, I was reacting to the uh, plan. Uh, that one of your patients had, because I imagine that would be very, very difficult. It's very difficult. I don't, to... I actually know one person who has done that, but this, mm. this child was not old enough to have done that. And it was so, um, it was so unlikely, you know, it's sort sure. of like if a uh, child who can't, you know, uh, East coast can't drive, uh, let's say can't walk and has one arm decides they're going to drive to the Grand Canyon and jump off. Mm-hmm. Like It's horrible. I want to talk about the sadness and the helplessness and the hopelessness, but I can't, I'm not going to send you to a hospital because uh, it's not a practical plan. It's not exactly a place to get happy again as well. No. And I've also had, patients that I am seeing regularly once or twice a week, uh, assessing their suicidality, assessing their risk. 
And they go to their psychiatrist. And the next thing I know, I have like a selfie from a bathroom in a, a psych ward being like, he sent me here. Can you help me? And eight hours mm. later, they leave feeling worse than they did when they got there. Oof. So I've got, I've got a question about just kids, kids today. I saw. Because, I have so many questions. Okay. Yeah, because everyone seems to have their ideas about I have kids theories. today. But yeah, like everyone, and by everyone I mean Rob. Rob's theories <laughs> count more than anyone else's because, from what I understand, he doesn't have any. None. Yeah. Well, then, Rob, well, wow, give it see. a go because you have the right answers. <laughs> I do. I know. We are all Rob's children. So everyone always says like millennials these days or kids these days. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. I know millennials aren't kids anymore, but uh, do you think yes, the kids are. Are, are less prepared to deal with psychological issues um, now I think... than like we were, or our parents were, or Ooh, Rob and I are going to get in a dispute? Um, I do not think so. I think we have raised awareness of it, but not in a way that is super helpful because we stick to whatever message is in vogue in the time, and then we um, we forget to update it. Um, for example, remember how effective the D.A.R.E. campaign was in keeping us all off drugs? I know you guys never did any drugs, but overall, stats say. Anyone? It was a, completely, a complete failure. And in yeah. fact, almost every person that ever offered me drugs was actually literally wearing a D.A.R.E. t-shirt at the time. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, that had a that had an effect with hey man, I do drugs and wear a dare shirt. That's funny. Oh, I, uh, had, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember with the, the dare program. I'm gonna call somebody out. Hopefully he doesn't listen. Uh Alex Markham tried to <laughs> tried to take our dare officer's gun <laughs> in uh, oh my god fifth or sixth grade. And she uh just Rick Flair chopped him across the chest. Can I just um, say I don't think a dare officer needs a gun, but why? There's yeah. a child that has appeared on my lap. Oh, hi! Can I see? Hi. Uh, he can't hear you. Oh, damn it! Unless he puts the no, no, no it's okay. It's on. He can hi, see you though. Oh, there you go. Ethan. Hi there. Hi, hi. Ethan. How old hi. are you? Seven. Seven. That's a pretty good age, right? So that mm-hmm. is first grade. Yeah. Nice job. And how's it going? Good. Do you like your teacher? Yes. Do you like your daddy? Yes. Oh, no. Really? I love him. Oh. <laughs> well, Ethan, it's been great meeting you. My name's Lindsay, and it's nice meeting you. And I have a third grader, and she's pretty cute. So let me know. I'll set it up. Okay. I get to record? He's like, what? Okay. This is Bye. Bye. Bye, Ethan. Bye, Ethan. He's very cute. Thank you. Go with it. You're taking a ruler. Why are you taking a ruler? It's bedtime. Don't ask. Don't ask. Close the door. (laughs) (sighs) Um, He's very cute. I I could only see the top of his head, but it was a cute head. What's the matter? He's seven. That blows my mind. Yeah. It's going fast. You know that. Yeah. That's, okay. So that's ridiculous. Where were we? The most inappropriate time for the child to appear. <laughs> why? Why does the dare officer have a gun? But... Uh, she was also the. This was. She was also the the school officer. 
I so, feel like this is going to go to a weird place, so I should stop you. Because the what do you call that? The resource she was a police officer. officer, resource officer. Yes. Yeah, she she was so an she actual police did, officer. Yeah, also did the Dare program. <laughs> came in, and uh, yeah, Alex Markham got Ric Flair across the chest. That's nice. pretty awesome. I don't know who yeah. Alex Markham is, but it sounds cool. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, stats show what happened was uh, all the suburban kids just learned all the words to go into the ghettos and find drugs because that's what mm. it was back then. Like, it was very <laughs> segregated, whereas 10 years later, five years later, we all had equal access. So, Can we go in there with, like, printouts of just names of, like, slang words for drugs? Like, oh, exactly. I need a uh, hash. <laughs> Crank, snack, ice. <laughs> I love what Just I asked. Running down the list until they find something that somebody recognizes. Uh, I when oh, my when my teen patients come in, I'm like, you know, I like at some point I ask them about drugs and whatever, and I'll say, um, what about weed? And they'll be like, no, I vape. I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. Oh, what do you vape? And then they're like, well, I only vape to go to str- to sleep. I was like, oh, and to like relate. I'm like, yeah, it always made me kind of paranoid. Oh, well, it depends on the strain. And then I get a lesson in strains. I'm like, we just had Cuba when I was growing up. We had like Cuba and Florida and Mexico and that was it. But um, but yeah, they're really good at it now. So it's a science. Man, I was I was lame. I, I know the word kush. I, I, I don't know what kush means. I do know that Greg was lame, but the rest yeah, of it is. Yeah, that is true. Great. You do know that. Super lame. I mean, uh, jumping back here, well, we're going to talk about my lameness later. I'm sure. Okay. So we are going to be talking about you know high school teenage movie. Uh, so have you run into any common threads when you talk to various depressed like depressed kids and even adults? Is there any common threads like things that seem to stick out? You're like ah. Um. It's uh. It's called Beck's. Uh, cognitive triad it's like hopeless helpless and the belief that things are never going to get better with teenagers yes there is a lot of FOMO you know fear of missing out but I feel like it's less about uh, social media or the ever confusing snapchat and duck felt duck face filters I feel like it's more about the fact that it's more in your face and actually when my town and by town i mean like surrounding 30 miles started having an increase in suicides i uh did some research and it turns out that suicidal contagion went up like significantly uh twice twice notably for the point of this conversation once was when we got our 24-hour news networks which was probably around the um God, what was the yellow ribbon around the tree war? The uh, Gulf War. 89. Fine. And then the second was, in fact, uh, 13 Reasons Why, which I, I, you know, the uh, Netflix show, which I fought to the death. I was like, no, that's not going to do anything. And in fact, I was dead wrong. And there was another, you know, um, market spike then. And the issue is the more glorification we give, suicide the more it becomes acceptable yeah. and um i threw a shit fit uh so in september of this year there was a 15 year old boy very smart like robotics club like nice kid um and he committed suicide by um 
Well, we called it, we called it a tragic accident. However, apparently he tripped and fell and couldn't move and landed in front of the train tracks at just the right place where he was probably able to calculate that it would not, you know, he would not make it. So I threw a fit publicly and via email because this is contagious and we need to stop it and let's vaccinate mm-hmm. by getting more information. I was met with resistance, but thank God we have not yet had another one in our town, although there have been three others outside our town. So there are things that increase suicide. One of them is public knowledge because it kind of makes it okay. And then yeah. I, I don't have the, I don't know why, you know, I wish I knew why it's, I guess it's an easy answer to a complicated question. Yeah. And I think if anyone figured out the exact answer, they would be a millionaire if they could quote unquote cure suicide. I don't want to cure what? it. I just want to, I don't know what I want to do. I want to help. I'm sorry, Rob, I interrupted no, you. No, it's, it's, it's fine. I was, I was just going to say, and while I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, equate them to being the same, to, to being the same severity, but I, it, I have the same problem with like the, the teen mom shows when, when they put those up and girls are like, Oh, you mean I can be rich and famous by being a teen mom. And I don't feel that it actually does anything to help the situation. You can't Rob. Um, my, no. He can't what he can't. He can't. Hey, uh, for the record, if Rob got pregnant, he would be rich and famous. I would Damn. be. <laughs> I did get pregnant twice and I'm not rich and famous. So go figure. Um, I, but Oh yeah. Testicles. Sorry. I forgot Rob. I, um, you know, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I'm all for. At the end of the day, I'm all for brainless entertainment. Um, I have watched The Bachelor or Bachelorette for like a million years, uh, up until like uh, 18 months ago when I was like, I don't have the fucking time. Like I have too much on my plate. Does it glorify it? Possibly. Possibly, probably. But then again, I don't. None of you have girls. Greg, do you have a girl? No. Jimmy, no kids? No kids. Okay. And Rob, um, no kids that you know of. So, uh, true. So, my daughter at Halloween, we were trick or treating, and she and these two girls we were with, they're like, take a video of me. And they, as I was taking this video that I was supposed to upload to TikTok, which I did not, I realized it was like, it was, like three lines from Heather's. Remember that movie? 80s mm-hmm. movie. Yes. Um, and it was awful. And I was like, God, like even back then we were exposing ourselves to like horrible, mean, you know, things. And uh, we weren't glorifying pregnancy, but we were glorifi- glorifying suicide. And yet we did not have an increase. So I don't know what the answer is. Uh, don't fuck up your kids. That's the answer. And I don't know how to not fuck up my kids, but there you go. Now, we we started this this whole discussion by, by saying that everybody's got a theory. And I, I do, in fact, have a theory, you know, however valid or invalid it is. But I, I am a firm believer in the idea that we, as a, as a whole, are not actually preparing our kids to handle any kind of adversity in today's society where everybody gets a trophy for playing 
everybody, you know, you're taught that everybody's supposed to be super nice to you. So that when I shit know, doesn't the go their way, Trev, I've heard this before. The when shit doesn't go their way, they don't know how to deal with it. And, and, you know, you get, you, you get a higher increase in, in, um, mass murders and you get, you know, people just losing their shit. And, you know, the world isn't super nice and, and happy all the time. And there, there is something to be said in being able to cope with it when things don't go your way. Okay, two things. One, are those samurai swords behind you? Those are lightsabers. Mm, fine. Fine. I, I, I could support that because we have about six, six versions of the uh, Infinity Gauntlet in my house that have been created by my son. So uh, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. Rob is now, just for you out there listening and not seeing it, <laughs> Rob has stepped away from the, from the computer. Oh, Jesus, did I scare him away? He's, no, he's rummaging. Oh, he's uh, he finding an actual samurai sword. Oh, see that I mean, Rob, badass but dangerous. So, um, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got to reenact that scene from from uh, Bodyguard where he like drops the the silk the thing. Yeah, yeah, I got nothing there. Um, and the rest are lifesavers, real or created? Uh, they are uh, the well, we live very close to Disney. They're like almost the official. They're Those like are one the, of those the Force FX ones. Yeah. Yes. They make sounds. Oh, of course, the Force Effects ones. Um, yeah. If my if my son were still awake, I would absolutely um show you his recreation. Sorry, of the um of his uh we're very into like Thanos and the Gauntlet and whatever. But um, so here's the thing. We have I uh we have access to a lot these days. And I don't think access means it's going to sound fucked up. I don't mean, I don't think access means accessibility necessarily. Um, I also don't think that kids should have uh, the availability to actual weapons, lightsabers. Cool. But um, I don't know, but it depends. It depends on how we are, Choosing to bring up our kids and whether or not we decide that this uh, participation trophy is appropriate. Can I tell you my thought? Go for it. Please do. Awesome. Um, so there is, oh, how many bad words am I allowed to drop? All of them. <laughs> All of them. Okay. So there's we this. Are, we are I really like this episode. Enough. We are listed in the explicit category. I mean, why would anyone not be? Fine. So there's this little nine-year-old cunt who's in school with my kid. I think that's a new one for the show. No, Jimmy yeah, said I don't it think once. any. Oh, has he? No, Jimmy, because he was, he was quoting Game of Thrones. Sorry, continue. Doesn't count. Oh, yeah. Anyways, she's nine. Her dad is a racist asshole, and her mom is also similarly. Um, but my daughter is cute and smart and talented and it's not because she's my kid she's fucking brilliant and so i have told her this girl's a bitch like she's like i don't like what this person said i'm like okay so she sucks she sucks she sucks keep them close but not too close because you know you don't want to be the target so she was walking down the hall um i think it was three weeks ago and she passes by this little girl and so um so she says hi to the girl because like i'm in pta the mom's in pta and um 
she goes, she's like, hi, so-and-so. And the girl goes, hi yourself, ugly face. And I was like, oh. So I, she came home. She tells me this. And I was like, you know, okay, sensitive mom now. I was like, how did that make you feel? Are you okay? She goes, I know I'm beautiful. She's just a bee. I was like. <laughs> and that was a winning point for me. And I was so proud of Fuck her. Fuck that bitch. But, like, right? But she can't say it. I can. So then I later on called up the school social worker. And I was like, hey, I need to tell you something off the record because I'm not putting my kid in the middle of this. Ooh, I should say at a previous PTA meeting while everyone else was distracted, I called, I turned to the social worker. I was like, by the way, that kid's a cunt, just so you know. And she was like, <laughs> I was like, don't listen to her bitching about people complaining about her because she sucks. So fine. So I called her. I was like, hi, it's Lindsay Wisner. I just need to. She's like, what's going on? I was like, no, nothing you have to do. Nothing you have to act on. But just so you know, and I told her the story, I was like, so if that kid ever opens her mouth against my kid, you have this information. She's like, okay. She's like, she's young and she's a little afraid, but fine. Um, and so two days ago, my daughter came home and she said, she's talking about this other girl who was like a struggle bus, but it's not her fault. And like a nice kid. Mom has some issues. And so my daughter, her heart. Bless her heart. Ooh, I've I've podcasted with the South, so I get it. But like, mom's fine, and the daughter is fine. She's just like kind of. Anyways, if we were in another town, she'd be in a different class. But, um, so the daughter goes to sit down, and the this girl goes different, not the cunt. She goes, mm. um, that seat's taken, and then she goes to sit down again, and this other girl goes, that seat's taken, and my kid is watching this, and girl goes to a third seat and my kid gets up and goes my son is a puss and would never do this but the kid gets up and my kid gets up and goes who's sitting in that seat <laughs> she's like um and she says some name and my kid goes well she's not here so she's sitting in this seat thanks and then sits back down and i was like you did great, Lex. Tomorrow, you save a seat for her. Because, like, you got to teach your kids not to be assholes. And, like, mm -hmm. my kid's going to be an asshole like me for all the right reasons. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Rob likes me or hates me. Someone tell he me. He was raising the roof. I know, but I, it felt, like, not genuine. So No, no absolutely. I love that story. That was great. Uh, I'm very proud of my kids for sticking up for other kids. There isn't enough of that. There will be. <laughs> I'm not having another one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't, don't tell my husband. I'll freak the shit out yet. <laughs> there will be, even if I have to do it myself. <laughs> if I got to keep pumping them out. Uh, you can pump them out. I will not, but yeah. <laughs> I told you, if I could, I'd be rich. I'd... Or well-known and curious. but Famous. So you did that. Yeah. You did that uh, online thing just the other day. The where you kind of did like a live stream thing. Me? Yes. Oh, of course, yeah. of course you. And uh, so, first of all, what was up with the dude that wanted you to show your show your feet? I don't know. <laughs> it was so weird. And by the way, side note: I have the ugliest feet in the world. So I was like, so I loved on. I was like, do I have a troll? I am cool enough to have a troll. Yep, that's exactly what that is. Yeah, you did. I, I logged on a lot of that to like 
you know, support you. I'm like, she's going to be on my show. I should check in. And like, this guy's like, this is boring. I'm like, well, th- no, yeah. it wasn't, first of all. Yeah, so, and then he was like, a Lusette, L O S E T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, that's what it was. And then I was like, okay, so first I thought it was just like a friend of yours that like was there just to kind of fuck with you. And I'm like, well, this is a little bit of a serious topic to just have a friend log on. Um, yeah, Jimmy and Rob, I was, uh, there was another suicide Saturday night and Sunday I went to work and on Sunday and Monday I work like 12 to 14 hour days because it's, mm. mm-hmm. that's how it works out. And so 12 to 14 hours, I come home, I'm burnt and like two hours before the end of the day. Um, I can't even remember who told me, but someone told me that another kid in a nearby town had killed himself. And I, I was, uh, I was just, I was like, I don't know that I actually cried, but I wanted to cry because I feel like this is something I'm trying so hard to prevent and I can only do so much and whatever. And so I got home and I turned to my husband and kids. I was like, hi, good night. I'm going online. And so I did a, a Facebook live, which usually gets like passersby. I, um, but a bunch of people shared it and posted it everywhere. And honestly, um, I had been drinking Pedialyte like tonight um, because I'm convinced my kid's going to give me her stomach flu. But I also absolutely had some wine before. And by the end of the night, people were like, um, people weren't listening or uh, I was written off, but I was really sad. And then this guy starts trolling me and I was like, okay, I'm making it He looked like what you would expect an internet troll to look like. Yeah, he had like... It had to be a fake account, I'm guessing. Oh, it was. I, I, I looked it up. There was nothing there. Yeah, but I was like, the account had just been made like a day before. Like he I made the account. Feet, so I was like, how does he know? And also, like, I make it very clear. Like, uh, today I came straight from work. But, like, I'm sorry, straight from this awful PTA function where you had to basically pay 50 bucks to get out of the room. But um, so I, like, I, normally I'm in, you know, I will dress nice from here up and from here down. It's pajama pants. But like, he's asking me for my feet. It was, oh, God, it was weird. But, Greg, I'm glad you saw that because I was, like, I'm saying important shit. And, like, you're talking about my I ugly was gonna, ass. I, I kind of felt a little so, part of me wanted to go after the dude. But I'm, like, she's more of a badass than me anyway. So if she hasn't, then, you know. That is what he looked like. That is exactly what he. Yeah. That's not my feet. That is what he looked like. Though. I'm holding up a picture of uh, Chet, Chet from from Weird, uh, from Weird Science. Yes, another mm-hmm. John Hughes film. Um, um, yeah, where is is this something that you do regularly, Lindsay? And is it through a kind of a fan page? So, um, I it started on my uh, Lindsay Callen Weisner regular you know facebook page and then i realized that i had to put it somewhere else mm-hmm. and i put it on mental wellness consultants and then i opened a youtube page lindsay callen weisner dr lindsay callen weisner i can barely figure out how to work this um but i think my favorites and i don't know if greg has watched more than this one and, and it's okay but um one day after working with a bunch of suicidal teens i came home and I did uh, 10 things not to say to someone who's depressed. And I literally sat there and treated it like a makeup tutorial, you know, cause like girls love makeup tutorials. And at the end of it was never tell someone they don't look depressed because like 10 minutes ago I looked like shit. And like, 
I'm less shitty now. You know, like I literally put on my makeup, took off my glasses, went out for dinner. And I was like, this is um, a thing, but I'm old and I don't know how to spread this shit around. And I don't think, you know, I don't think any of us do, but I enjoy trying to reach people because I have a lot to say. There was a long time where I wasn't allowed to say it from uh, family, society, Mm -hmm. insecurities, you know, whatever it was. Um, I wasn't very outspoken when Greg and I knew each other, I don't think. I didn't talk to anyone Um, back then. I mean... I didn't talk to anyone really either. Um, you find out a lot when talking to people back from then because everyone's like, you know, well, I was a big nerd. You're like, I can talk to people, yeah. Well, yeah, you're like, I was a big nerd. And they're like, no, 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 I was a bigger nerd. And like, I know I was the big nerd. Okay, I went to Georgetown. We were all fucking big nerds. So, and it's mm. fun to be a nerd. It doesn't matter. So, um, but I, I actually was less of a nerd because I, A, smoke pot, and B, stole the templates to the Georgetown newspaper because they said I couldn't have a farewell column despite the fact that I had a, mm-hmm. a twice-a-week column um, for three years. So. Yes, but did you st- steal the D.A.R.E. officer's gun? No. Alex Markham. <laughs> Just... Pop it, right across the chest. What is he doing now? And is it awesome? He's listening to this from prison. He, mm. you know, he's a Facebook friend, but we haven't talked since fifth or sixth grade. So was, like, was, so was Greg six months oh ago. God. Like I was yeah. gardening and I remember getting a text and being like, oh, okay. I should, I should talk to Alex. I know As he should. went, he got real big into Rastafarianism. Okay, um, so we understand why he stole the gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, uh, as, as we uh, close out here on the first portion of the the Lindsay Palooza here. Sorry, uh, Lindsay no, no, Palooza. No, 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 you're not. No, there's no apologies. We have we have a no, entire John Hughes Hughes movie to talk about, and I want to make sure I ask this question before I forget. You know, just talk to the parents out there, talk to the to the loved ones. So, you know, that have depressed teens, depressed friends, whatever. What can people do to help? Um, Do you really think they're listening? They might. Okay. Uh, To anyone. uh, First of all, it's not your fault. It is not your kid's fault. It is not your parents fault or the fault of the parents. And even if it were, it doesn't matter now. Um, I think. So when the first suicide in my town happened, I made a point of talking to my child before he went to Hebrew school, Jew, because I knew that those gossipy bitches were going to be talking about it. And I would rather hear it from me than from anyone else. It's much like talking to your child about sex. I feel like you ask questions, wait for them to ask more, follow their lead. And as a parent, this bothers me. Um, because of those Facebook like neighborhood groups, mm-hmm. don't, don't try to, don't try to find a fucking reason why this happened to that kid and not yours because it's, it's hurtful. It's, um, distancing, it's insulting and none of us know the answer. You know, it could have been the slightest thing. Um, uh, butterfly effect. Come on guys. Yeah. Door- Come on, look at me. We're all like, you know, dorky science nerds. Like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like there is no way you can plan everything that happens. And so 
we like to try to make up reasons for why that kid did this and my kid didn't. And it's all bullshit. You know, it's some part of life and mental health and love and understanding and survival is there, but for the grace of God, go I. Jew, still going with it. And, um, you know, I hate when people take to social media afterwards and be like, oh, this kid was bullied, this kid was this, this kid was that. I don't know, and neither were you. Neither do you. So stop making excuses and um, I don't know. Be as supportive as you can. Go to the parents. Say, what can I do to help? Go to the the church, the mm-hmm. temple, the community. We should all be helping each other and not being assholes. I I will do my best to try to prevent it as much as I can. That is why I have the podcast. That is why I'm trying to use this mediocre book as a launching platform um my next book is about suicidality and teenagers and it is intended for both teens and uh their parents and wish me luck because dear lord i cannot handle trying to organize another um another book launch but i feel very strongly that we all need help and we all need help together <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing. I know, but I just feel very strongly about some things and then I like dropping the word cunt, so That's totally fine. I I I know for a fact that parents are are listening to this podcast. You know, we we do we will occasionally cover an Anthony Bourdain and or and, Frozen, uh, perhaps. And... <laughs> yeah. Uh but you know, none of us really understand it. None of us are are experts on the subject we try and give practical information where we can but hearing you talk and hearing how passionate you are about helping uh is it's really refreshing um from somebody who's you know had their own issues uh i i certainly i have plenty of my own issues i I never wanted to kill myself but Mm -hmm. i um i struggled with anxiety and no one ever explained it to me and so i just feel like let's talk about the shit we're feeling as as somebody who's been told to just get over it or you know just things like that so many times i appreciate talking to you about it certainly and and thank you um you know for what you're doing where can we again find your podcast uh, I am the host of the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast. Excellent. And I am on Instagram at Psych Shrink Mom. Um, also at Neurotic Nourishment. And then, of course, there's one for the book at 10 Steps Finding Happy. And I will um, bother Greg later with the pre-order link to the um to my book 10 steps to finding happy and i wish you guys would come to new york for the launch party where i am literally begging and pleading anyone and everyone hence my asking for joey's uh email address to um to send something signed by someone's famous semi-famous super famous that says hashtag 10 steps and the stigma because I think my life would have been a lot better had I been allowed to talk about what was going on. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people's life would have been a lot better. 
Yeah, certainly. I'm staring at the pre-order page for your book right now. You are? How does it look? Um, it looks like nothing. Last I heard, though, 365. Oh, that's amazing. Ooh. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know. See, Is it? It seems like a big number, but. I just see pre-order and pre-order now, and I'm about to. I'm very excited. Can you see, like, a counter change? No. Are you guys, te- like, talking about me and I can't see it? No. Liars. Oh, no, not at all. You'd, you'd see the chat if we were. Yeah. I'm looking at my bank account. We we I'm also broke. don't uh, – we also have no shame, so we wouldn't hide it. We'd talk about you to yeah, your face. Yeah. I know, but Rob, I feel like you kind of gave a little like, yeah, we're talking about you. No, no. He just if wants I were to talking see your... about you, I would totally do it to your face. He would just ask to see pictures of your feet. Yeah. Oh, they're oh, ugly. Was... I was, oh, wait. I was born with six toes on one foot. Oh, wait, really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Is and it still then there? I got three more minutes of airtime. Um, it is not. Uh, oh. This probably shouldn't surprise you, but it, it took my parents a few days to notice. And um, my first serious boyfriend in uh, senior year of high school, he was like, that's, he was super smart. And he's like, I was like, this is my thing. Like, I'm kind of hot and smart, but like, this is the weird thing. And he goes, so which one of your parents had that trait? Because it's dominant. I was like, none of them. He goes, no, it's a dominant trait. And so I asked my mom and she said, I always just figured I did too much acid. And that's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. I I think that might be the segue into Breakfast Club somehow. Yes. Yeah. My mom told me a story about mescaline one time, and I was just like, wow, explained so much about me. <laughs> Mine explained a lot as well, but still, I'm, but by the way, neither of my kids have sex too, so it's weird. Rob, you're the, uh, you're the uh, nurse. Tell us. Um, have you ever removed a sixth toe? I well? I have not. I did remove a leg the other night, but I have not oh, removed a, stop, an extra really? toe yet. He yeah. threatened to send pictures of it to me. I was going to send him pictures, but they didn't want them. Why threaten? Just do it, puss. Oh god, well, don't don't ever call Rob a puss. <laughs> You're going to get hundreds of pictures of severed body parts over the next Five years of your life. I'm in. <laughs> like, listen to what I do for a living. I keep people alive. You take people apart. We're good. I also put them back together. I mean, I don't just take parts off of people. I mean, <laughs> we repair things too. I mean, God. I let them put themselves back together. Ooh. Mm. As we always, we always joke around saying that, you know, Rob is our highly trained medical professional and he comes back from work and all Jimmy and I can do is ask what he removed from people's butts. If, if I did that, people would just die. I've never removed anything from someone's butt, but that's a cool. Alas, I cannot say the same. (laughs) Fair. There have been some very weird, weird things that have come out of people's asses. There it is. Nice job. 357. I don't know. I didn't really keep track. You said 365, so 366. 
I don't math. Leave me alone, Rob. I don't the math. The only reason oh. I remembered it, the only reason I remembered it was because that. it was one for every day of the year. Yeah. Okay, I, so I, I failed fourth grade math. Um, I failed. Uh, see, I can't even count. Seventh or eighth. Okay, so we're going to go with second for you. Yep. I failed fourth grade math. He failed second. And then um, I almost failed stats and then in college. And then, thank God, I met my husband like the second day of um, of uh, first day of grad school. And then our first date was two days before 9-11. I drove in to college or to grad school like, oh, my God, it's so embarrassing. I kissed a boy and I'm stuck with him for five years. And then the world exploded. Mm. Um, but uh, fortunately, they let us partner up in uh, stats and I passed. <laughs> I failed third semester of nursing school. And that's why you take apart people's bodies. Word. Sometimes <laughs> fixes them. Sometimes. So. Sometimes. Lead us, Greg. Okay. So, uh, there, it was going so fast. There was there was jokes in and out. Like the, uh, There was a serial killer thread I was going to follow along with Rob. but Bad things happen you, if you, you ask Greg to lead us. <laughs> Are you like, objecting? I feel like it's going well, or I've had too much Pedialyte because tomorrow that, I'm I've got a stomach flu to handle. So, Breakfast Club. That is the movie that we are going to talk about tonight. It is if most people out there have most likely seen it, but I talked to Lindsay last week and I was I like, I had not seen it before this. Well, so I apologize crazy. to everyone who had not Rob or had, and then went back and reviewed it and was like. I have to say that it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Really? <laughs> well, it depends on his on what we're I talking about. I think Jimmy's about. laughing too or talking to someone else. I was yawning. And I didn't want to be rude and do it in the microphone. Oh, good. Um, yawn and tell me about it. That's much more polite. Yeah, I'm just super tired. I'm old. Um, so this movie was released in 1985. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the exact date because I forgot to write it down. But... Uh, we'll say. I, uh, I think that it was set in 1984. Um, it's and it was set on March something 1984. Saturday, we'll March 24th, 1984, at the Schirmer Douglas High School, which is a common John Cusack. Um, Hughes, John Hughes, John Hughes, but John Hughes. Oh, right, John Hughes, and also later films with John Cusack, who, uh, like, it's a common setting for these films. Yes, I'm not wrong with the Cusack, right? I don't think so. Uh, directed by John Hughes, starring Emilio Estevez, Paul Gleason, Anthony Michael Hall, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, basically most of the Brat Pack. And the synopsis is five strangers with nothing in common except each other. So this movie, uh, let's go with initial thoughts from all of us. This is just the, the quick overview of like what you thought then and what you think now. Lindsay, you're our guest. Oh my God. I thought it was the best. I thought the music was the best. I felt then the way I do now about pitch perfect. Nothing. Like, no, no. I no, love I pitch perfect. Um, and now looking I've back on it, it, I was like, oh, oh. I'm Get coming your head back. Off your ass. It's not a hat. <laughs> I am coming back on the show, whether you like it or not. And we we're discussing pitch perfect. Um, All right. Well, this is the last episode of the Give Me Five podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I and believe like it or not, idea. that <laughs> Pitch Perfect played played partly into the question. How so? Oh, but, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Have you we're, guys we're, discussed that's a tease. this before? Oh, okay. Okay. There's, there's a, no, no, no. Yeah, we stalked you. We're like, what's what's your favorite movie? Let's look it up. What is my favorite movie? I don't know. You, well, you said you Pitch Perfect. Anyways, um, listen. <laughs> this is a lot like Tony Danza and... Um, you know, who's the boss where like, it makes sense when you're watching it, when you're, you know, it's the eighties and probably these soap operas that I, I didn't watch, but you're like, yes, that makes sense. Of course they all get sent to detention, like for various atrocious reasons. Um, at, in my town currently, their attempt to counter the, um, the, deadly attempts at taking children's lives is to require all high school kids to wear an ID card and you can't get in in or out without the ID card, but that actually isn't so helpful. Um, I, I already have a plan for my son, my 11 year old who loses everything. The minute he gets his first ID card, I'm ordering a second and then he gets to take the second around. And when he loses the second, I give the first and Lo and behold, there must be a computer error because he can still get in. I literally planned this two years ago because I know how my child works. Um, so <laughs> in my town, you get a detention for um, for not having your ID card, for not getting in. In this town, you can get a detention for anything from uh, taping a guy's butt together. Yeah. <laughs> yep. To, uh, I believe there was a suicide attempt. There was a a flare gun in a locker and... that went off because of a a which is a lousy suicide. Not to disrespect, yeah. but a lousy suicide attempt. And then what was Molly Ringwald's thing? Cutting school to go shopping. Well, yes, I mean, listen, I'm from Boca, so I. You actually get extra credit. If you go <laughs> yeah, shopping you, in Boca, you get extra points, and you also get to. Um, We've been on a field flat, trip. It, I went on a field trip in middle school yeah. to Town Center Mall once. We used to go um, Halloween uh, trick or treating at Town Center Mall. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, uh, and I remember performing in a dance. I don't dance, but I remember performing in a dance at Town Center Mall. So Molly Ringwald should not have been there. And then there was Ali Sheedy, who um, actually had nothing better to do. So. Yeah, she yeah. just showed up. And but I kind of respect that. Like, it's a way to, you know. But see, the, the thing that they didn't address is she she supposedly just showed up, but he knew who was supposed to be there, right? He knew there were supposed to be five kids there. You think that douchebag so knew who it no. Yeah, it, but it, it was also very clear that he was he was kind of phoning it in he was supposed to be kind of hanging out and watching them too and he right but he didn't, didn't give a shit didn't at some point he specifically say that there's supposed to be five of you here or whatever or he said the number he's like all right are my five people here or something like that like all right like hold he knew on how many people I'm were reading supposed to my be notes um i wrote i love judd nelson because of that kind of tarted opening saturday <laughs> <laughs> saturday detentions for missing id cards um, oh, and I went to Pinecrest, so we had to write either 
Like these people had to write an essay. We just had to write the honor code over and over and over. I have neither given nor received help on this work, which was bullshit. Um, it didn't matter if, if you had come to class high. Why would it matter if you had whatever? Not that I ever did. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Oh, except, come on, people, eat my shorts. Yep. I eat, eat my, my shorts. Shorts. So, so this movie. Like there were not a lot of teen movies, for oh, there's a Jimmy has dog. turned into a terrier. I have a phone. Shush. Yes, I'm gonna. This movie, there was not a lot of teenage movies up to this point. There was like Porky's and Sixteen Candles, and Animal House, and that was about it. And then um, I, since I, Sixteen Candles did well, I disagree with you profusely. There have always been teen movies, but um, there were not a lot of Sherman. Shermer Douglas, Ohio, I feel like it was, movies, um, or Porky's. Chicago. Illinois, yeah. But then, really, well, 16 Candles like, did really like well. kind of like the Bart Simpson thing. Um, I already took a picture of you making out with your dog, so. They, they did say they were in Chicago. Yeah. So then, because that other movie did so well, they released this movie, and... I was going somewhere with that, and then the dog baking out happened. I'm sorry. Uh, but... It distracted me as well. Um, um, I did have a thought, but it's all psych and shrinking. Oh, no. So, so like after this movie, there's, you know, most teen movies mimicked at least something from this, but there was a lot of stuff that like, I had not seen this movie. So a lot of people would quote from this movie and I didn't realize they were like quoting like the did, the did I stutter thing. What were we talking? Like those are the dumb. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the insults, like. I remember someone. I remember someone that used to always call people dweebies, and I thought they just made it up. What said, is it called, dweebies? A dweeby. <laughs> he says Neo Maxi Zoom dweeby <laughs> yeah. in the film. No, I did not remember that. I yeah. um. No, I said. I, I said every line I, Bart Simpson has muttered has come from this movie. Pretty much, yeah. The eat my shorts thing. I I thought that was a Simpsons thing first too, but it was not. I, I remembered said, a lot of the scenes from this movie, but it was because of the spoof, uh, not another teen movie, which oh, was so another excellent good. teen movie. I, I loved it. I also said, uh, no one knows what sushi is. Could that be sushi? Sushi. <laughs> sushi. Yeah, it's been yeah. sushi for. Cause... And who oh, the hell brought right, sushi right. to high school in the 80s? The Richies. I know. Okay. No yeah. Oh, I didn't bring sushi to high school. No one brings sushi to high school. Now they serve sushi at high school. Do they really? I don't know. Probably. Just um, I'm just making shit up. Whatever. It's yeah. probably true. Then this movie, of course, spelled out the archetypes of like kids oh, and clicks. Thank you. That, that is great that you brought that up. Um, archetypes. Jungian archetypes are there you go. Ba- basically, um, it's like the hero, the virgin. It's like hero, Madonna, whore, um, bad guy slash villain. It's uh, uh, I'm a huge fan of Young. It's fascinating, and it's also kind of like it's kind of like taking a Barbie doll and dressing her up into a nurse's uniform or this uniform or that uniform. It's very easily spread out. But this movie definitely was. They were like these five or six stereotypes, and we stuck with them. And we weren't leaving them, and they all had very, like, shallow uh, underbellies. So, I don't know who I liked originally, but I like none of them now. Yeah, it was the jock, which was uh, Neil Estevez. Uh, the basket case, who was Ali Sheedy. 
who I liked mm-hmm. and continue to like. Princess Molly Ringwald, the criminal Judd Nelson, and the brain uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, who was so good? What was the uh, uh, damn it? What was the USA the USA show where he? Um, Psych. That was so good. Oh, the yeah. Dead Zone. The Dead Zone. Yeah. Yeah. My poor husband asleep in the bed. I was like, what was that show? How much did we like him? He's like, go to sleep. This is not the <laughs> <laughs> also uh, weird science. I feel like the and most of this is coming down to your your poor put-upon husband. I just want to talk about weird science as much as possible. Uh, My husband is lucky. Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, I would love to talk about weird science. That's fine. And the popcorn at the end, but whatever. Oh, no, that was the other one. Damn it. Um, you know what? I want to talk about the fact that um, Judd Nelson was clearly beat the shit out of mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. fucked up and was definitely going to beat the shit out of Molly Ringwald later. And the principal only made $31,000 a year. Yep, I saw that, which in today's money, that's $65,000 a year. But he was an assistant principal. He wasn't the actual principal. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's why he got stuck on Saturday. That's why I got and the janitor. That's why he no no no. That's that's one of the things because they they said that usually at least usually the people that get stuck doing the Saturday detention are the the teachers that are not quite pulling their weight in general. So they're the ones that get stuck doing that. But he is the vice principal. He got stuck with this because he. Mm. See, I didn't. I didn't get that he was the vice principal. Did he say he was the vice principal? Somewhere along Because I line. thought he was a teacher because the, I the, the, the whole conversation. I did a was, lot of research here. I did a oh. lot of research here too, but oh, I thought go. he was the vice principal. I, I thought he was the principal, but I am fine with being wrong. I um, think I think he was the, the assistant principal. We did have a bunch of beer for some reason. That's true. So so you, you mentioned the Judd Nelson thing. I, I did have that in here for the end, but we'll, we'll jump right into that. I thought that was one of the more problematic parts of the movie. And this is something that I passed over, you know, just maybe six years ago, the first time I saw this movie. You saw this movie six years ago? I did. Okay. Well, I told, I told my wife. I'm proud of you for growing up. It's fine. So, so when my wife and, well, we've been married for longer than that, but when we combined all of our like DVDs and stuff, she had a copy of this and I was like, oh, I never saw that. And she was like shocked. (laughs) So one night we, we decided to watch it and. And she's like, oh, that's one of my favorite movies. And I found it very interesting how many females said this was one of their favorite movies. Considering when you watch it and you like even six years ago, it's like, wow, Judd Nelson's character is really problematic. No, I feel like a total asshole, which is why I started with this with, by the way, guys, um, I don't like, know. Who threatens I to rape to Molly Wingrold, like gang rape her at the very beginning of the movie. Like let's impregnate, uh, let's impregnate the princess. Let's lock the doors and impregnate the princess. Basically, is what he says. No, it's true. It's not like she's uh, Jodie Foster or anything, because you know that would be Could fine. Have been. Uh, uh, but um, I also have another weird question for you guys, Jimmy. Uh, have you ever gotten stoned and decided to dance suddenly? All the time. What was the question? <laughs> No, not at all. I wanted to go to sleep. You want to go to sleep? I wanted to go to sleep. Oh, right. Exactly. That's yeah. my point. So, like, they they finally convince all these people to get stoned, and then they're dancing all over the place. And I'm like, Jesus, first of all, I'm the worst stone person because I'm paranoid that the beams are going to fall. And second of all, I'm like, 
I have weird thoughts. For example, if you decide you want to be a foot model at a young age, you must mm-hmm. have to protect the shit out of your feet. Actual thought that I have had based on my ugly feet. But like uh, uh, this this movie, they all go crazy from um, a library. And and how bad was the <laughs> dancing in like every 80s oh movie? My God. I mean, like at the 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 last movie we did the the um the, the rad the dancing was terrible in that i mean like all the 80s movies you that we've gone over mouth. that have had dancing has just been absolutely <laughs> amazing and i'm like what in the hell uh, and when then, he said that i was thinking the last movie you guys did was event horizon and i did not remember the da- the dance sequence in oh well that, that was when they were like <laughs> like um railing each other in the background and yeah yeah and pulling their eyes out and shit. Well, and what is well, this railing? movie railing? Railing? Yes, yeah, uh, there. Did you see Event Horizon? No, that's why I'm asking you what railing is, and which one of you has the was going to tell me what rail... railing? Railing. I... Uh, I believe someone is in the background. They're showing when they are in hell in this movie, mm-hmm. and someone is bent over a console with someone railing them from behind with Fine. an actual rail. Oh, oh, very. Oh, I thought well, we were just. Well, I was like, like why railing is also okay. Railing is also for very aggressive, very sex. aggressive sex. Okay, well, thank you for explaining that. Yes. I did not. Okay, so my biggest takeaway from that scene in particular was Anthony Michael Hall's character, or Brian. Um, he just turns into a blind blues singer. I think that's great, though. It's so cute. <laughs> what the heck? Which was the, uh, which so was the only remote uh, minority in the entire film. This is the whitest movie I've ever seen. Right, which which is really funny because I just typed in Anthony Michael Hall and uh, it looked down. Anthony Michael Hall was born in West Roxbury, Massachusetts. His parents are Mercedes Hall, an actress and blues jazz singer. No, no, no. False. So, False. It can't be uh, Jessica in quotes, at least. Actress, blues, actress, blues, and jazz singer. So maybe that's where I've he said drew it some times. inspiration. I've choose to, uh, whatever. That's what the internet says, not me. But Fine. that was the part where I was just like, why is he... Where did he get the sunglasses? I don't know. That for some reason that's part where did he get the sunglasses? Me. White people can buy sunglasses. Don't worry, babe. It's okay. He didn't come in with them. Was it okay in the eighties to lock kids in closets? <laughs> Apparently, no. It was not because the janitor objected. But it's also, I mean, Ali Sheedy had a lot of shit in her bag, and so like that's where the sunglasses were. Obviously, ah. Uh, if you notice in the background, she steals everything. Like subtly in the background of that movie. It oh, wasn't yeah. subtle. We noticed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the other thought I had was and yet, like still adorable. Oh and great. she like every scene she looked like she was about to cry. She did. Did anybody else notice yeah. that? Like in every scene, she looked like she was about to cry. Was she in uh Saint Almost Fire? Is that where I know her from? I believe well, so. Well, she was in Short Circuit, which is where I like where I like learned to love her. But I think she, yeah, I think she, no. Was that about her or the robot? Both. No, it was no totally about the robot. I think it's fine. It's fine. I can't wait till I get, I, I am definitely showing my kids a short. Greg had a Lando relationship with the 
Johnny Five. Well, there you go. Oh my God, you remember the good robot's name? Um, the the other thing that was fun for me was like uh seeing the like what's an adult? What does adulthood look like? And like what's normal? What's teen? And I feel like because we all sort of like we went through this together, same time, same age. There were things that I thought were normal about being an adult and or being a teen. And now we look back, for example, why is your like weird ass security guard wearing a dare shirt? I don't know. Um, And why is someone so unimpressed that they strike against them, so to speak? Um, And that's what went on here. Like, okay, so what's normal parents who ignore you? Well, okay. Um, where do they live? Where do all these people live? And why does someone have to pick them up? No, nothing. More, more importantly, why did why did the princess's parents just sit there in the car when she was giving Judd Nelson a diamond earring and fucking making out with him while they're just sitting there waiting for her to get in the car? They're like, oh, yeah, go ahead, honey. You take your time. Make out with that dude, whatever. You well, don't they have were... kids. <laughs> I was like, what the F? You 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 give her you give her like diamond earrings and she's just like giving them away to to some dude and then she's like making out with them while you just sit there and wait patiently. What are you what? gonna do? Like get out and honk the horn? Something? <laughs> hey, hey, knock that shit off! That, get that in here, bad kid. Robert, are you gonna have kids? I don't think I'm going to get okay, around to it. Fine, fine, fine. Um, even if I you... want to have kids, I want to ruin their life. No, I'm just... you will ruin their lives, and they will ruin yours. It's a, it's a thing. But um, it's a mutual relationship. It, it is, but like I, I have a bunch of questions. Like, how come no one else knows who taped this kid's asshole? If something bad happens in our town, everyone knows. Yeah, they did. At one point, he's like, "It's like, oh, that was you." If, if, yeah, everyone. I mean. Also, why? Because he's. Do you want mm-hmm. me to tell you? Okay. Okay. I'm pretty sure that Emilio Estevez has a bit of a homosexuality thing going. I am not judging it. I am saying if you look at who his brother is in real life. Dear Lord, I feel for both of them. So none of you know. Winning. None of you know, do you? Oh, it's. Uh, of course. Yeah. Charlie Sheen. Okay, good, because uh, Jimmy gave me a weird look. So, um, yeah, I said also no, vote I on give you vote a on this because I was like, <laughs> who is it? Who is his brother in the movie? I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, I that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Sorry, and also, why is Claire uh, Rob? This one's for you. Why is Claire wearing scrubs? Pink scrubs. This bitch who can afford diamond earrings is wearing pink scrubs. Fashion. Pink was cool. Oh my god! I'm not a f- uh, look. Not I'm wearing pajamas with a scarf thrown over, so you guys think I'm like dressed, but really, all pajamas. But like, it had me fooled. Fooled. You're a boy, dude. You can fool a boy. <laughs> um, I'm fine with that. I just don't understand. Like, why did I love this movie? And why did I ask you guys to watch it with me? I, there are movies that I've gone back. And found out that they don't hold up very well. Yeah, that's that's a better way of, of saying that. Not that that saying that than I was. Um, this one still the 
the biggest standout for me was seeing this when I was younger, before I went to high school and hoping that my library was that cool. Um, it was not. Nobody's library is there that cool. There was a library. Uh, just to clarify, you mean like hoping that there would be some asshole that locked you in a room with some other <laughs> misfits and you blonded and someone definitely got a BJ in the back room. No, uh, it was specifically like that two stories two stories the glass we had thing. two stories i didn't oh, oh, you should have gone to pinecrest sorry i didn't go to a two-story library high school uh but that was that was the biggest thing for me which is weird i know and maybe dressing as cool as as uh judd nelson did uh, I have a lot of issues with Judd Nelson. <laughs> I was like, how many damn layers does he have right? on? Like, what the hell? He took his scrub. jacket off. <laughs> she's he took his scrub. jacket off and he still had like four layers on. He still had the oh. overshirt. He had a shirt underneath that. He had a t-shirt on. Under One tennis shoe. Like, what in the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Tied around his shoe. I mean, she had on scrubs. He had on four layers of like weird ass flasher sh- trench coats and uh, somehow we all bought it i bought it you guys didn't watch it but i bought it i mean uh i don't know i'm sorry i feel like i owe you guys massive apology no i loved it i enjoyed it i loved it again if you all find that yes 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 (laughs) the bigger a train wreck it is the more we like it usually really unless it unless it's robo vampire because that was a total shit show. I haven't seen that, but like in retrospect, I have so many movies that I wish I'd suggested. Um, uh, Gremlins, I want to see again. And I know it's not the 90s, but dear Lord, I would love to come back and review Buffy with you guys because... I've never seen that. Oh, with the uh, movie. Stop wait, the it. movie or the series? The movie. Either That's one. The movie. I, the movie. I'm, okay, so series, I'm a huge fucking fan, but the movie is also fucking brilliant with um what's his name paul, paul rubens yes Spike. so the, mo- on, the, the series was far superior though far superior ah um one day when my kids are old enough i want to threaten them by watching the show um and by the way for those of you who don't know the two best parts the two best episodes of the series were one the silence episode did you ever see hush Rob? oh yeah Okay, and then Hush, the movie Hush. Or... No, no, no. The the or episode the, with the episode. The, yeah, the silent episode. The Buffy, Buffy. silent episode. I, I saw all of them. I don't remember it offhand. No one spoke. How can you not remember? That was, that was the one with the gentleman. It was so good. That they they use them at Halloween Horror Nights too. Mm. Um, and then there was also the singing one, which I didn't love the singing, but I also loved like the communication idea of how do we communicate and um, why and when and how poorly. Do we do it? And I also, Joss uh, Whedon, I would love. (laughs) (laughs) Um, See, I thought thought the two strongest episodes were probably the singing episode and the body. Oh, God, that was good. You're right. You're right. It was a really powerful episode. Off the rails. Fantastic. (laughs) But see, this is the thing. That's what we do here, Greg. Whatever. I know. I know. God, I miss Joss Whedon. I loved when he had control of like Marvel for a little while, and then, uh... damn it! Oh, can I ask a question? Not my show, but can I ask a question? Two okay. questions. Okay. Okay. One, I'm gonna go with Jimmy first. Who's your favorite uh, comic book hero or a character? I'll go either way. 
favorite comic book hero. I'm sorry, do you not understand what a comic book is? No, I can't remember. I'd have to say Spawn. Fine, I'll give it to you. For what reason? Because Image Comics really pushed a lot of boundaries. And for me, getting Spawn and reading that when I was younger, there's like, he, he went to hell and he came back and there were demons. October and... 31st, Jimmy. They released, yeah, but they I released felt like it was such a... Um, oh, nice. I felt, like, I, I felt like it was such like a reprint of previous ideas, but fine. You thought Spawn okay. was? I did. Am I wrong? It pulled from a bunch of different ideas. All those guys were artists, not writers. So they kind of pulled from what they had been doing before. All right, Rob, you're up. God, she's going to ask me this question too. I don't want to be asked this it's question. It's not your turn. Um, well, while while I have done several um, superhero cosplays and whatnot, I would probably still have to say he's going to take off his pants right now. Oh, I know it's pretty cool. What? Oh, 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 that is good. He has a blue. But, he has a blue man group member in his bedroom. Um, right. I, my, I, my favorite superhero is not actually that. My favorite superhero, I would probably have to say, is Phoenix. <sighs> That's a good one too. Um, he likes he likes redheads. Do I you do. know of any um like younger cosplay groups? My 11-year-old um, creates amazing shit, so that's why I was asking, but we'll talk about that later. Um, Greg, you're up. For a long time, it was Kitty Pride, actually. Oh, okay. I don't For, even know who Kitty Pride is. Uh, Shadowcat? Uh, Shadowcat, yeah. Yeah, because she was the only... Uh, this is weird, because I'm not at all remotely religious, but she was the first Jewish superhero I ever found out about. Don't know who and, she is. Go on. Um, but Batman would be the one that I either read about or continued following for the longest okay but can we get back to kitty pride because i it is rare that i can like be you know Uh, superheroes i'm full of fans in this okay well if if you've seen any of the more recent x-men movies uh, it was uh what's her face uh oh shoot she Uh, was the x-men who could phase through things oh okay okay yeah played Um, by what's her face the girl from the oh my god the running movie with oh my god Juno, the girl from Juno. And she's like... Ellen Page? Oh, I know you're talking Ellen Page. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I don't really remember her, but it must have been from like the last one or two. It was the last couple, yeah. Like Days of Future Past or something. But but back in the day when, you know, in the 80s when I read, I, I liked that because she was the she was the every person character that was brought into the X-Men and like everyone was like older than her and it was bigger than life and you kind of saw everything through her eyes. Interesting. I definitely have to take a look at that. My personal favorite is... um. I'm a huge, I know, I know, but I'm a huge uh, Green Lantern fan because I love the idea of anything you imagine can come to be. And that is my shrink girl weird ass part. But, um, but I always think that and you also a- dislike yellow. Apparently. I think what? that's the weakness of the Green what? Lantern. Is it? Green Lantern wouldn't work on yellow. Um, there are bananas in mm-hmm. Jimmy's house. So, uh, I, I, I don't care about the yellow. I just love the idea that we can use our minds to overcome our, um, the rest of us, and that I guess that's the shrink in me. So, so jumping back, I'm trying to pull this pull this together. We got uh, we mentioned the just the how things did not age well. Mm. Uh, there was I went down a few 
rabbit holes with this movie because I have <laughs> a little bit of time here. Um, the opening sequence has the has I don't like Mondays written on the wall, like when they do the opening montage. And I did not know that was actually a reference to something. I th- I just thought it was something people said. Well, was it um, a reference to? It is a reference to one. There was a girl that shot up a school in San Diego with a rifle in nineteen seventy. I- in 1979, uh, Brenda Spencer. And when she, the, so she was shooting from her house at the school. And when they called her, like, a, to, to figure out what was going on, they didn't realize they were actually calling the shooter. A reporter did. She said, I did it. I'm like, what? Why did you do it? He, she said, I don't like Mondays. And I figured I'd liven things up. I'm going to let is, someone else take this because... Yeah, which I thought was really interesting. So Brenda Spencer, she's still in prison for it. It's also what the song is about. Which song? Which, well, what is the song? I, I Don't Like Mondays by uh, Boomtown Rats. Oh, not just another Manic Monday? No, no, no. There's a song called I Don't Like Mondays by the guy who eventually went on to, to play Pink and The Wall. But like, like then, I said, I went down a rabbit, rabbit and hole. And then he went on to like kill cats and there's a documentary. And... <laughs> Different guy. Uh, he's the guy that, that founded Live Aid. The guy that was in this was in the Boomtown Rats, uh, Bob Geldof. But anyway, it was I like I never understood that song, and then I kind of went back through when they when I saw that, and apparently that was a reference to that, and that was put in there on purpose, which is crazy because it's, it's kind of a comedy. It's a big, it's a drama, whatever. There's a bunch of stuff going on, and they it's just kind of off. They, yeah, they pretty much offhandedly just mention. A school shooting and then of course there's the guy that gets in trouble for bringing a well flare gun but flare gun to school to, to kill himself and but it's just kind of like offhandedly mentioned i have a bunch of questions here and i'm looking through all my notes because i take uh copious notes i don't so you're telling me there um i remember columbine as being the first school shooting and that doesn't mean it's right i'm just telling you that's my memory and i'm curious because we're all the same age um does anyone remember the the fear um i mean uh, we were i was a senior junior senior in when that happened? college when that happened because i remember writing yeah. about it and so you're telling me there was a school shooting and i am there were there were there were a bunch before most of which were racial related in like the southern states we are the southern states dude we were mostly from florida yeah, well, like the the real ones, not the ones full of New Yorkers. <laughs> like, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, those. But North there was Florida, one. Florida, apparently... Orlando, Jackson. Yeah, so apparently there was one in 1979. Uh, t- uh, a janitor and a t- and the principal got killed and like eight students got shot. But no, one, none of them died, thankfully. But yeah, that was uh, just a very weird reference in this movie out of nowhere that you know that he apparently put in on purpose or left in on purpose i don't know if the graffiti the graffiti was there already and there's like a lot of graffiti in the background that you that you know words that we wouldn't say anymore he is whom that we are blaming for this he meaning uh uh, john hughes the the director of the movie i I know who he is however um have you guys ever listened to the alarmist podcast i have not no anyways um just looking for more answers. <laughs> I, I, I interviewed with her today. Like I interviewed um, her. It was highlight of my life. So um, why would he have referenced that? 
I have no idea. Add to the the darkness kind of behind the movie. But none of us felt it was dark. There were definitely some dark moments. In no, it. no, no. But did you... I, I notice that? But Rob, did you feel like that in particular was like did did you notice that? Were you like, oh man, I don't like Mondays. No, I, I I didn't get that reference. I didn't but either. There were, there were a couple, it's a really yeah. cool reference. I just didn't. But it, it's. I think and, that could be it. It could be. It's a. It's a bleak reference. Like oh, I'm stuck here for another five days at school, but at the same time, knowing the little story behind it makes it even darker. Um, I'll I'll reference another movie like, The Crow blew up and was really a popular movie, because of the fact that something dark happened when they made it, but it was still a dark movie, without knowing that. And and to answer your question, the earliest known shooting in the United States to happen on school property was July 26, 1764. Oh, uh, what is that? Four Lenape American Indian entered the schoolhouse near present-day Greencastle, Pennsylvania, shot and killed the schoolmaster Enoch Brown and killed nine or ten children. No, because how, how do we know that's – I mean – it was on school property. It was in a school. <sighs> that's the that's the earliest known school shooting. Just on a quick Google search. Well, thank God for Google. I'm, I mean, I was thinking like Kent State is definitely, you mm. know, or Columbine or um, to me it was um, I was thinking more along the lines of like the times when we had to change our level of fear like our level of fright or level of alertness. And so I do not remember. There's national news. Well, I don't remember in 1764 being particularly afraid. For us, I don't think it was a school shooting. For us, I think the big event was Adam Walsh. Yeah. I think that was our big wake up moment for our generation was Adam Walsh. Do you, uh, it's an interesting. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. I remember reading about it. I remember the show afterwards, but personally, um, like I, I'm not disagreeing. I just don't remember. Um, I remember there being a show and not the loss of a child, which I think is a shame. What for? uh, for I, I remember the child because I remember when they found his head. They found his head in a canal. Things get dark real quick. Yeah. Well, and it also happened in South Florida. Yeah, it happened. It happened down here in South Florida. So it, it was. It was a big topic around around here when it happened. I'd like so. to say twat now because it just breaks up the uh, uh, the uh, yeah. Um, uh, I don't remember that. What year was that? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to break it up. What year? That was. Was it early '80s or was it? Uh, to... It was like mid '80s. I want to say like 84, but I could be wrong. Jimmy, did I upset you with that word? Okay, now I know what he's, no, he's not talking. There's a shower <laughs> in my one-bedroom apartment going off right now, and I I really have to go. My dog has to go out. and uh... Jimmy is, uh, even well, though he's the youngest amongst us, Jimmy, thank he's the you. oldest. He's the oldest amongst us at the same time. He has, to eat, he has to eat his plate of pecan sandies and have his uh, his schnapps and then go to bed. Well, guys, perhaps we can uh, convene again to uh, brag about the awesomeness of my book and also to discuss like when shit went wrong for all of us. You guys feel free <laughs> to keep going. I've I've just gotta I gotta go. 
July 27th, 1981 was Adam Walsh. Okay. All right. So Jimmy is going to step away. I am. Lindy, it was You're a pleasure speaking we... with you. It was a pleasure and, speaking and with you. And sincerely, thank you for... You're going to stay because we need a third host. I can tell. And Jimmy, I may take your job. Bye-bye. See ya. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Jimmy was like, oh, shit. Well, um, we're recording again. So with the movie that you had us watch, right? With the movie you had us watch... There Forced is you to watch it. And I apologize. Well, actually, actually, I didn't mind it so much. I I definitely had some issues. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of dark here, you know. But it wasn't the movie that I expected it to be. I expected it to be kind of more of a chick flick and and whatnot. But it 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 had a little bit more substance to it than what I expected <laughs> it to be. I kind of had the feeling at the end, which I never thought before, that Judd Nelson's character kind of does this every week. Is complete yeah. asshole to like. Like, because when the janitor is like, oh, okay, yeah, see you next week. That, like, well, one, at first I was like, oh, he just didn't want to be home getting his ass beat. But this time I was like, oh, maybe he's like this, like, Jiminy Cricket character where he helps all of the random kids find themselves. Okay, so I thought he helped them by, like, you know. um, Being the worst person on the planet. I was going to go with finding a new woman every week, but whatever you think. But uh, I had two thoughts. I was like, one, he does this every week and, like, in the... Bam, chicka, bam, bam, and then two. I was like, "Well, um, I hope they all never come back, and the school does not reopen because anything else would be weird and uncomfortable to say." So, hmm. so go on, yeah, Rob. But this movie does have a very iconic song associated with it, and you <laughs> touched on it earlier with the Pitch Perfect reference. Because oh, in Pitch God. Perfect, they talk about this, and he makes her watch the movie. It's the oh, Rob, we have just con- we have just connected. And so this question came up. I was thinking, well, what song? What other songs are out there that when you hear them, they automatically make you think of a movie or a particular scene? Everything in Pitch. Okay, so. <laughs> My daughter's a singer. My son is a little bit gay. And um, we love... <laughs> Breaking news, the, you heard it here first. The one caveat that I was trying to avoid with my list was any musicals. You so can't. stuff like... No! Stuff okay. like Grease, because everything in Grease... Rob, will only... you marry me? Because you have clearly seen all of Greece and you know how awesome. I, I have seen all of Greece and I have seen all of Greece multiple times. I and can actually no. do the he said no. I can actually do the duet at karaoke. You're the one that I want. So, so go on. So I was trying to avoid songs that were written either specifically for the movie, you know, songs that like have the title of the movie in the song, like the the theme from Ghostbusters, or even though I put it on my list, I it's it's not in my top five. The the song Footloose. Do I get to name five songs? Is that what this is? You, that's yes. what exactly what this is. Okay, so but I was uh, trying to avoid musicals and songs that were written specifically for the the movie, but that kind of went by the wayside. I just tried no, to. Avoid I, I'm, I'm okay it. with that. Okay, like, I feel like if I've ever had a talent to give in life, this is it. Yeah, like because I was trying to avoid stuff like the Star Wars theme, right? Like, no, like I'm, I'm thinking words. I'm thinking a pop song. No, no, no. But, 
But as I was doing some research, I found out that while while a lot of these really memorable songs were actually written for the movie, they actually went on and had a life of their own outside of the movie, as opposed to, you know what I mean? They, they were actually played on the radio and they they got some coverage. They got some airtime outside of the movie. Is there a specific order that has to be in order for it to count? Like uh, does the movie or song have to come first? <laughs> Uh, you can do song then movie, but and it's you go five to one, uh, five being your. No, she best. she means when it was released. Oh, oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. I'm sorry. Um, um, okay. Like I said, some of the ones on my list came out with the movie. They they were released at the same time as the or they were released at the same time of the movie. So I'm okay with that. I was like I said, I was just trying to avoid songs that specifically reference the movie that they're in. Interesting. So Footloose doesn't count. Right. Uh, Ghostbusters doesn't count. Most of the stuff from Greece doesn't count. Be- well, A, because it's a musical. But, I mean, the title song from Greece is called Greece. So, you know, stuff like that. Do I have to sing these songs? Only if you want to. <laughs> um, I ended up with a list of, like, 25 to 30 songs. Yeah. I was like, How long did you take? Because I'm asking for, like, two minutes. Uh, well, I had ten within the first like five minutes. Well, shush it so I can think. Um, Jimmy will have to rejoin us later, even though Jimmy usually goes first. Shush, shush, shush. Um, okay, ready? Here's what I got. Oh, wow. Okay, I got to type these out here as you go. Okay, I have two and a half. The half is missing. Um. Oh, I got another one. Um, okay, ready? Uh, the first I'm going to need your help with, Rob. Mm-hmm. It is the three witches, uh, the Sanderson sisters. Focus, focus. Hocus, focus. And their song was... I put a spell on you. There you go. It counts, right? Yes, yep. because I'm actually I believe that was written. Wasn't that written before the movie? Way before the movie. Yeah, that was way before the movie. So that that is definitely is the '60s, maybe. And I'll be damned. That wasn't even on my list. Check. All right, ready. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with "Dirty Dancing" and a song, a little song. Oh, damn it, motherfucker! A little song that starts with "Baby, oh my sweet baby, you are the one." Guys, I'm not fucking singing, so you have to write. But, but I want. Come on. <laughs> because Baby. I have. No, you're wrong. Not the time of my life. No, that's that's typically the iconic song from Dirty Dancing. Well, I will take that one too. So that gives me two. Time of my life. Um. So you sang "Time of Your Life," and I'm going to sing. Baby, ooh, Jesus Christ! Why am I talking to men? Okay, um, I am unfamiliar with that song. I have not seen the Dirty Dancing. I gave you the other song. I don't. Baby, my sweet baby, you are the one. Do 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 do. do. Um, somewhere our female listeners are going to be going. Greg and Rob. (laughs) How do you call my lover boy? Come here, lover boy. 
Oh, that sounds. And a if she familiar, doesn't yeah. answer, oh, lover boy. And if she doesn't answer, I simply say that's number four. <laughs> um, you don't own me from the first wives club. Okay. Ah. Mm-hmm. We see very different movies. I'm a girl. And one, two, three, four. I think I've got five by my count. Okay, what's number two? What are your what are your other two? You've given us three. I don't agree. Dirty Dancing Baby, Dirty Dancing Time of My Life. Fer- oh, okay. Ferris Bueller is um Hey yo. Damn it, it's on the parade. It's um Come back. Oh, it's uh, the German costumes. Come on. You misspelled Bueller, by the way, Greg. Did I? Yeah. Well, I didn't misspell it, so I get points. Boom. Number three. Um, Is that right? Two L's. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Greg. Um, I still like Footloose. Grease. Okay, I've got You Don't Own Me, First Wives Club, Dirty Dancing mm-hmm. Baby, Dirty Dancing Time of My Life, Ferris Bueller, Something on a Parade, and then the um, Sanderson Sisters singing. I put a spell on you. And there you go. I got five. Boom. And now you're mine. I got it. Okay, who's up next? Okay, so I was going to – I had to go with the ones that I actually liked because there are some out there like I Will Always Love You. That um, that is clearly for the bodyguard, and also like yeah. you had advance notice. I had to come up with this on my own. Yeah, yeah. So like that one, like Mrs. Robinson was big was a big deal. Oh, uh, I like that one. Yeah, tiny the, dance, tiny dancer in Almost Famous. Please don't, because I will cry my eyes out. The big one from Ferris Bueller is the Oh yeah, Oh yeah. yeah oh, I guess. Bye. Okay, fine. <laughs> So I, I'm very I'm making my list very personal here. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we also have the our we always end up doing this. We pick five and then we have like our our uh, others. What? So, no, mine mine are going to win. I'm not participating in this. Mine win. <laughs> like like, uh, like honorable in your, mentions. In your, uh, yeah, honorable mentions in your eyes from say anything. Peter Gabriel, awesome song. Wait, uh, wait what was that in though? It doesn't say anything. When he holds up, when he holds up the boombox, count the whole movie is about that scene. Nope. <laughs> but the song was out before. Nope. So we're we're gonna we're gonna go with this, okay? So I'm gonna I am actually gonna go with "In Your Eyes" from "Say Anything." We'll keep that as five. A movie that we watched when we first started doing our cheesy '80s movies, "Invincible" from the legend of Billie Jean. <gasps> I love that song. Okay. Uh. I am from Pittsburgh, which Rob knows. I'm not sure if Lindsay does, nor does she care. But as someone who's from Pittsburgh, I have to mention Flashdance or Maniac from Flashdance or else I get in trouble. But do you not think that is complete? First of all, you moved to Florida by fifth grade. And second of all, it's like, do you not think? What? Who's sixth? Fine. I showed up in sixth Do you not think that it was? Rob's talking about like the theme song from. Like something specific, like written as the theme for it. Like uh, St. Elmo's Fire 
It's yeah, called oh, the I went to Georgetown. It's a good one. Okay, go. Yeah. Uh, we got to go with Bohemian Rhapsody in Rain- Wayne's World. Wayne's That's World. That's my number two. How do, you Still. Know? How do you get to count that? That's bullshit. When right. when that when that scene when that when you that part that comes on, on I still picture Wayne and Garth in the car. Yep, yep. Right, but, but my point is like that was that was not uh fine. It was it was a song before it had it had charted that's before my and point. So how do you uh fine fine fine? That's fine. and number one. I gotta go. Don't you forget about me. Oh, Breakfast Club, Lines. Okay, no. Gotta go there with that were... one. There were some big ones that were definitely missed. Um, oh, there's a lot. I have the tiger. I have them all written down. I just yeah, didn't and, mention them. Doing no, banjo. But, but I feel like you're <laughs> no, but I feel like you're um I'm confused. So my daughter's very into like uh musicals and so I'm confused by these these limits. Like we've been watching a lot of Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia 2 and let me tell you if you're a woman or a gay man these are awesome and like I don't know why they don't count. I was I was trying to eliminate musicals. All I was all I was getting at was I was looking for songs that when you hear them on the radio they immediately bring to mind a picture in your head of either the movie or like a specific scene from the movie. Okay. So I'll, I'll, how often yeah. do you listen to any radio station that records ABBA or, um, there's one that plays in the recovery room where I work all day long plays music and I Wait, walk they want in. People, they want people to recover. Right. And yet they're Peter making God, listen Rob, to ABBA. I feel so bad for you. And, and, Actually, so the other day, the thing that started this question was I was walking into the recovery room with a patient and there was a song playing and it immediately took me back to the 80s and, what was and the movie, the movie that was on and it's number five on my list. It's the glory of love. Uh, but I, I am the man who will fight, fight for, for your, your oh, I do remember it's a car I'll be the hero that you've been dreaming of. Do you know the movie? I, I said it four times. Uh Karate Kid. Two. Two. And specifically, I re- when that movie comes on, I very vividly can see in my head. Ralph Macchio and his girlfriend running along the beach because that's what's playing and that's exactly name? what they're what's doing. What's your name? I don't remember her name. Kelly. Oh, you suck. No. No, because as long no, as... Karate, Karate Kid 2 was the Japanese girl. Well, then I don't count her. But but also, what about Peppa? <laughs> <laughs> no, because to me, she will always be the first one. What about Top Gun? Um, that's danger that's zone. another one. I wait yep. to the danger zone. That also, was the, one that the got ballad. From there were two from Top Gun. There was a ballad from Top Gun. That Take my breath away. Yeah. Take my breath away. That was good. With, and her name was Kelly. By Berlin. That's the name of the band. Kelly now owns a bar down on Key West called Kelly's. Num- Number four on my list is a song that came out well before the movie. However, a lot of people were unsure what the actual name of the song was, and it kind of got rebranded after the movie came out. Fine, go. What? A lot of people called it the Pee Wee Herman song. I did not. There were a lot of people who did, but 
a lot to to this day if that comes on and i'm in a bar there's invariably at least one person who will start doing the Pee Wee herman dance but how okay kumiko by the way first of all how often are you in a bar and what bars are doing the Pee Wee herman song that well you'd be surprised he's in a lot of uh tourist bars yes at disney so tequila is my number four my number three is going to be I Had the Time of My Life. Because oh, when that song when that song comes on. That, but you said, oh, my fuck. You said I It's said, on your list. What are you talking about? It's on your list. You said no. I did not. No, I said Dirty Dancing Baby. You, you named two songs from Dirty Dancing. Nope. Nope, nope, Yes, nope. you did. Oh, damn it. We've got it recorded. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because when that song comes on, I always, I always picture him lifting, uh, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer gray. Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer gray up. So I always picture the lift whenever that song comes on my I number would... two, my number two, they've actually started doing a commercial about, I think Rob did dance at some point. Cause he did. I, I did actually. I know he said the um, lift. So I was, I was in the guard in high school. Um, my number two is they've actually started doing a commercial about it recently, and they do the scene from the movie when they play the music, and it's Unchained Melody. Oh, it's a horrible song, but I understand it. The The pottery scene from Ghost. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But number one of it, number one is like probably the biggest one, and that's got to be the Eye of the Tiger because I cannot listen to Eye of the oh, Tiger damn and it. not think one. of Rocky and not think of Rocky. And I don't, it, I don't know that anybody can. I don't think it's possible. Yeah. No, that's but, a good one. But for like for me and my children, we it's everything from uh, um, from Pitch Perfect. Uh, I'm. Do I have to sing? Because I I, I may. Um, it's a so you put your hands up and play in my song and butterflies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were there were a couple of big ones that that had to make it onto my honorable mention, but one of the more one of the more obscure ones that nobody nobody seems to remember. But anytime I hear it, and I've heard it on the radio at work, the um, the Tonto jump on it. Do you know that song? Nope, because I'm a girl. Jump on it. Jump on it. The very like late 70s, early 80s. I cannot hear that song and not think of Ben Stiller in his white leather outfit walking up to to the girl's house in Dodgeball. Oh, I have no recollection of that. See, here here uh, that is not my association at all. I I love that scene. That but there there are also others. There's um uh old time rock and roll. From Risky Business. Risky business. Tom Cruise sliding into the hallway in his underwear. Good call. Um there was oh Deo. Oh, uh 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 Deo I know. Come on, Deo. Um Fuck. What is it called? Beetlejuice. I know, I know, I know. Um, you know, it's weird. It's weird having kids and wanting them to understand and appreciate music the same way you do. And uh, I have. To- and all they want to hear is Baby Shark. 
<laughs> and then and then another one that I just remembered today that I can't believe I forgot is I'm a believer. And then I saw her face. No, I know, but what are you thinking? Shrek. Yep. Oh, yeah. Donkey at the end credits singing it into the microphone. So my, yeah. my daughter is very into musicals. And so um, we have, oh, God, we've watched every musical. Like Frozen 1, Frozen 2, um, uh, Sing. Shrek, Sing. Uh, she's fucking fantastic. But I also think, like, it's nice to so I loved Footloose, I loved Fame, I loved like all these I was a huge ass dork. I had no singing voice, but like I loved the music and I loved the sound. And uh my kids will sing with each other, don't tell my son uh or his friends, but but some of these are not Sometimes you're just not as cool as you think you are. And uh, that would be me with my kids because, like, I want the girly songs, you know? Like, I love Pitch Perfect. We have watched all of them. We even watched the one where Fat Amy spread her legs. And my husband was like, that's not appropriate. And I was like, sure it is. Uh, I've seen all of them. You've made my wife watch one of them with you, and I left. Mm -hmm. I, I actually watched it with his wife so that he didn't have to. I'm not sure how to answer that, but pitch perfect swinging situation. Who wants to see Fat Amy? Let's be honest. Um, but like to me, music is the okay. So I did my PhD, uh, my dissertation in music, and at the time, I thought I wanted to um, do actual research and figure out like why we like the music we like. And after spending like four years trying to figure it out, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I like the music that I like. And um, it's kind of important to be able to figure out why you like what you like and the emotions it brings out in you. So you may have come out with more, but you had more preparation time. Oh, I had I had plenty. I because I was I had a head start too because I was like, oh yeah, there was this song and this song and this song. And then he I told mean, us about the question. And then I told him about the question. Yeah, but I mean, th there were there were so many that I wanted to include on the list. I mean, I'm talking stuff like everything I do, I do for you. Oh, not so much. But um, I was going to go with everything I do is magic. Okay, uh, Johnny, be good. Back to the future. Yep. Um. Back to the Future or, is even, awesome. They've seen all of them, yeah. Even even um, Ride of the Valkyries. Because I, I know what it is. I don't know what movie. Apocalypse. It's in Apocalypse Now. It's it's the opening scene from Apocalypse Now where they're flying the helicopters in. Pass. Um, Sorry. What, what was the, oh, um, Aerosmiths. I don't want to miss a thing or oh, leaving on a jet plane. Both remind me of the same movie. First of all... Don't even talk about that because I will ball my fucking eyes out. Because um, of because of the asteroid movie. Yes. What was the other option? Leaving on a jet plane. No, oh, I okay. Leaving they they both remind me of the same movie. They um, do as well, but leaving on a jet plane will literally make me cry since I was like six, and um, the uh, asteroid movie, uh, Liv Tyler. Ugh. God bless your soul. I'm Armageddon. I know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Then, of course, there's All for One and All for Love from The Three Musketeers. Nope. Uh, stuff like Staying Alive from Saturday Night Fever. Doesn't do it for me. It, it's not Thus, emotional, so. Thus spoke Zarathustra. Zarathustra? What? What? Yeah, I didn't know the name of the song either. There, I just know it is. I just know it is the timpani drum song. There, da, 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 Greg, I don't think he's drinking a uh, caffeine. Just, I don't, I don't think so. And she I, asked what, what we drink while we podcast, and I, and I said caffeine. that because I don't. But like, I feel like. Um, there are certain things that move you emotionally. There are certain things that move you intellectually. And there are some things that just catch you off guard. And you're like, mm-hmm. how can I survive this? And a lot of these th- these songs that you're mentioning, I- I've been like bowled over by. Um, the last just, one was not one of them. So They did a whole thing on the Oscars about, about music that makes you think of movies like literally three days ago. Yeah, and somebody just told me about that. I was like, no shit. Did it's they awesome. really? Yeah. I was awesome. like, oh my God. Did they also it... discuss racism, sexism, and um other quite a bit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean I'm not like a listen, I never thought I would be a uh I thought feminist was a dirty word because I thought that I had as much right to say something as someone else. And then when I realized that no one wanted to listen to me when I said that, I kind of, I don't know what the right answer is, but I feel like I have enough to say and not more than men, but um, sometimes more than men. And so like when, when, when the Oscars are talking about when we're making bland judgments or, you know, broad judgments, I'm like, maybe, or maybe you're an asshole and I'm smarter than you. Like, I I have no answer. Um, I don't know. I like, less, I like learning more than I like teaching, if that makes sense. Understandable. Rob hates me. Rob is not. Does not. It has been a very fun conversation. Okay, let's. Uh, I guess we'll close out. Knock on wood, easy A. Oh, oh, oh! That is the. Did you really mean to say easy A? Because that's my favorite. Oh, I I love me some. Uh, yeah. Oh, so do I. And like my um, like several. Okay, don't close out. My six-year-old was like. She walked into the room and I was listening to it and she goes, what's that song? And so I literally replayed her the um, Pocket Full of Sunshine, like 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and then my son, my husband came home from like a business trip and he's like, why does she know this song? I'm like, because it's an awesome song. But, um, what, what? but that is a fantastic song. And I also strongly believe in the power of... Music to Back to the Future. I was going with music to move us, but also, um, guys, thank you for having me on this show. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for coming up to New York on March 18th, Wednesday, to bring your friends and family and come to my um book launch that I am totally terrified will not be attended. Look! Look at! Look at Greg! Look at Greg! He's terrified. 
I ain't going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> we, we we discussed the pool earlier. So let, let's. Gonna, I know, I know. Hey, I'm gonna hold up a postcard for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be social media like. Um, I've and, got a huge issue with guilt trips for men, and I'm not gonna stop you. But honestly, Rob, if you could take you and your, you know, uh, Susie up, I okay. But Jimmy's is Jimmy's fiance is Susie. Yeah, Jimmy's fiance is Susie. My my girlfriend's name is Jen, and her birthday is the following day. And I have to work that week. He has to cut off legs and take names. Well, in that case, guys, I'm so glad you had me on my sh- on your show so I could yeah. fail at my attempt to save teenage lives. Wow! wow. Speaking of guilt trip, <laughs> well, guys, you can. Find us on Facebook. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me on. Uh, This was a huge pleasure and a huge gift. There there will be another 80s movie in your future, I feel. Um, Is it when I uh, got nothing? Um, Next week is going to be Haunted Honeymoon. And who's coming on then? Someone cool. Dean Wilder, Gilda Radner. It's my. my But they're both dead. They're not coming on. They're not. Uh, They're not coming on. Oh, my God. I was like. Fuck, I should shut my mouth. Uh, guys, thank you so much. I would love to talk to you soon. And I am sure you'll be promoting my um, hopeless endeavor. We will. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. As always, you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us directly, Give Me Five Podcast at gmail.com. As always, guys, leave us a review or for whatever app, podcast app you're using, whatever program you're using. It really helps us stand out and it helps other people find us. Also, send our requests for furry pictures to Greg at giveme5podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I don't have the furry pictures. Yes, you do. Remember, when Jimmy is not here, he has the furry pictures. Oh, he is that why he's not here? Yeah convention somewhere in albuquerque yep 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 furry fest anyway guys uh we have a store we do not sell giant furry costumes but we do sell awesome t-shirts and cell phone cases and a bunch of other things give me five podcast.threadless.com you can of course check out 10 steps to finding happy and pre-order it on amazon using our amazon affiliate link which is available in the feed of this particular episode and of course on our website give me five uh yeah give me five podcast or sorry give me five dot libsyn dot com i've only said it 119 times but there you go so check that out and rob what are we what are we watching next week well i think next week we're going to talk a little bit about Birds of Prey, or excuse me, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. We'll see if it's done any better. We'll review it a little bit. And I think we're probably going to discuss the new Netflix series, Lock and Key. What do you think, Greg? I'm, uh, I think I'm about on episode six, so I should have it finished in the next couple days. So, yes, we will be doing that. Enjoying it so far. I like it. And you're also going to make me and Jimmy watch a cheesy 80s movie what's it gonna be i believe that is going to be haunted 
Honeymoon. Hey there, friendly neighborhood host here. It is not going to be The Haunted Honeymoon because that movie is virtually impossible to find online. So instead, it is going to be Transylvania 65000. Thanks for listening, guys. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And keep on yiffing. I can't believe you just let that comment go, by the way. What? My, he's going to get yiffed. What's that? What's that mean? <laughs> Did I miss something? I thought that was just a random phrase I'd never heard. No, yiffing is the sexual activity between furries. Oh, I didn't actually know that phrase. It's named after I wish the I'd... sound foxes make during sex. Uh, uh, <laughs> I had never heard that phrase. You're welcome. I, th- I think that's actually a good thing that I've never heard that phrase. Oh my God. Why can't men learn to lie better?